that it goes. think it's live yep cool we are going greetings and welcome to stats on stats a lit rpg a lit rpg show here on the penultimate conquest channel before we get into it uh, if you're watching this on youtube be sure to give us a like and subscribe to help support us and see more great content like our Marvel-centric show, The Marvel Mondays Initiative, our video game show, The Penultimate, Pod the Penultimate Conquest Podcast, and our anime-centric show, Anime Nation. If you missed out on any of this week's content, check out our website, thepenultimateconquest.com, and check our VODs and even see the schedule for the rest of the month, which has finally been updated. Today, I am joined by Joel Harvey, who is a really good friend of mine and a fellow Miss Village member. Joel, how are we doing today? I am doing fantastic, Rich. I am really excited about this episode. How about you? Dude, I am absolutely pumped. It's, uh, <laughs> it's an episode I was actually wanting to say for a little bit of a later date, but that is 100% okay because... I think we just get to, you know, talk and nerd out a little bit about one of our uh, favorite series. So I'm pretty excited to see where this conversation is going to go for today. So uh, before we do dive into that, though, I do want to uh, take a minute to talk about last week or not last week. It's been almost a month now. Um, we talked about the Pyre Souls Apocalypse series and the Beastborn series with author James T. Callum. So when we last spoke and we talked to him, we were in the process of reading the Beastborn book. By now, you and I have both finished that. What were your thoughts on it? Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was definitely its own book and man, was it good. There was a lot of good moments. It was a little long, but it has a lot of action and, uh, yeah, a lot happens. See, I didn't, uh, honestly think it was too incredibly long. Like, yeah, it had, um, a pretty good length in the hours wise but it just never felt like there was a dull moment but i enjoyed it as well i'm not going to go too far into my thoughts on it just because we are going to save that for when the second series or second book in that series comes out audible we're going to do a whole episode regarding beastborn so we've covered that we're going to go ahead and dive into the world of author dakota kraut we're going to visit the world of mountaindale so Dakota Kraut is an author in the game lit, lit RPG genre. Not all of his books are lit RPGs, but they do all take place in the same universe or are somehow connected. We're mainly going to be focusing on the Completionist Chronicles, but we are going to dive into some of his other series as well, like the Bibliomancer, which actually does take place in the Completionist Chronicles, like actual universe, because we'll, we'll get into that here in a minute. Um, but we'll talk about Divine Dungeon and the Artorian Archives and possibly something. If you're confused by that, we'll explain here in a minute. So, Joel, where should we start? Yeah. Do, should we should we go ahead and just start with Ritualist and kind of uh, work our, the first book and work our way through? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that's a good starting point. Are you sure that's a good starting point? Like, are we just we're just going to dive right into it? I honestly don't know where to start with his books the dude is amazing i love dakota kraut he is one of my top three favorite authors uh for lit rpg and yeah he he's a mad lad he's got the puns he's got the the action the the world building the mechanics he's just crazy crazy good we're gonna touch base uh, on the puns here in a minute because i want to talk about my <laughs> uh favorite pun that is just super bearable it's it's bearable joel oh, <laughs> so bear puns already oh dude i i love it so much i remember when you were trying to tease me about it and then i just 
as soon as I heard it, I was like, I hate it, but I love it so much. So Completionist Chronicles book one is ritualist. And in a recent interview, Dakota did say that um, each tie or each saga of his series is going to have the one of the letters from ritualist and it will end up spelling ritualist. So there are five uh, ritual books, or ritual. I'm sorry, not ritualist ritual. So there are six uh, books yeah. out total at the moment and book six in flame, which was the start of the new series or new saga, I guess. Um, just dropped on the 30th of last month. So it's been out for almost a month now, about, about half a month. And that was the first book in the new saga, I guess. But it went ritualist, regicide, rexus, raise, and then ruthless. Yeah. I didn't mess that up, right? Nope, I think you got it. All right, so Ritualist is the first book in the series. And I'm going to go ahead and read the summary real quick, or the, yeah, pretty much what the book's about. The decision to start a new life is never an easy one. But for Joe, the transition was far from figurative. Becoming a permanent addition to the game world, it doesn't take long for him to learn that people, or it doesn't take uh, take long to learn that people with his abilities are actively hunted. In fact, if the wrong people gained knowledge of what he was capable of, assassins would appear in droves. In his pursuit for power, Joe fights alongside his team, completes quests, and delves into the mysteries of his class, which he quickly discovers can be practiced only in secret. Ultimately, his goal is to complete every mission, master every ability, and learn all of the world's secrets. All he has to do is survive long enough to make it happen. So when I first read that, Joel, I thought if he died once, it was game over. He's officially a part of the game world. So if he died once, it was game over. That's not the case because he does take place in a video game world. He has respawns, which I find really freaking cool. But leading up to him getting into the game, we're going to start off at the beginning of the book. Joe is a part of the U.S. military. Um, He's a combat medic. Yeah. Shit goes south really quickly for him. Shit goes south. And <laughs> his helicopter ends up crashing and he loses quite a few limbs to where he's pretty much done. He doesn't have really any movement capability or anything like that. He comes back from the war and... This girl leaves him. Wow. We're off to a depressing start for this book. <laughs> and that's one, two, the trend. first two chapters of the book. <laughs> Not the prologue, but the chapters. Because the prologue is this world's version of Elon Musk finding a, a rock. He finds a rock, Joel. <laughs> Talk about that rock real quick. Oh boy. So this rock rock. It's uh it's from another series of his. And don't go too far into spoilers. It's okay, okay, I won't. But uh it has all the information that this version of you needs to create the game world that is Eternium. And, uh, yeah, so Elon Musk plugs it into his computer. He's like, did, did my computer just download everything off everywhere? Now, and, uh, what was the yeah. full size of the, uh, the data? Like what, what did they say? Like the hard drive capacity of it I, was, I have no idea. It was like. It, it it was a lot like yeah i don't was, think that number was actually that kind of hard drive could be like it was like a zeta yeah, byte or something like possible. that yeah yeah something like that so we'll fast forward the game world's created uh they do touch base with that core we're gonna not call it a rock we're gonna call it a core because that's what it is <laughs> 
the core is essentially a whole nother world. Am I wrong? Uh, no, no, you're right. I, I mean, it's legitimately another world. It's not a game world. It's another world. Well, I guess it's a little more than another world. Okay, I'm sorry. It's another whole dimension. Is that is that yeah. is that a better terminology? It's a little closer. <laughs> yeah. So we fast it's forward. A universe. Joe is very depressed, and his friend that he's known for a while comes with a proposition for him and says, hey, I know of this game company where it will give you a whole new life. There's immersion pods and all this other stuff. But here's the thing. There's a catch. You will be legally dead. What? I I would take it, take my money. Yeah, have, and <laughs> I mean, like people actually were paying for this, this game and everything. Yeah, they, he, he ends up having hold, to pay hold for on. it. Hold on, Joel, I want to say something real quickly. If you look at the chat, Dakota Kraut is in the chat, and he says, oh, I know this book. Gosh. Huh. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Now we got to step up our game. So. Yeah, thanks for showing up, bud. He died. So he accepts this offer and he can't tell anyone that he's going to. He just, he's going away. He's not going to be saying, hey, I'm going to be legally dead. <laughs> so he go. he accepts this offer and they do the whole immersion thing. Um, his body ends up getting cremated, if I remember correctly. Dakota, this is really cool. Um, yeah. So he ends up uh, going into the game world and everything, and we're gonna say his friend's name just because I love it when we when we get to the game world and he actually meets up with him. Um. So once they he gets into the world of Eternium, he has to do his trials, and I thought his trials prog uh, process was really cool because I've not seen another book do something like that before I got to the completionist Chronicles. And when I was listening to it, um, because you and I both do audible a lot instead of just reading it. Um, thank God for audible. When they were going through this, I was just sitting there and I could see it. Like I could see through the eyes of Joe and I was astonished because I was working overnights at this point. This was last year. I was working overnights and holy crap. It was a slow night and I was just sitting there in the aisle stocking the candy section and I just I zoned out because I was, hey, I'm looking through Joe's eyes right now. So, Joel, do you want to talk about the uh, trials real quick? I'll let you give your your thoughts on that. Um, so a couple things that made that scene really, really cool to me, uh, really unique is whenever he, uh, gets the, uh, terms and conditions and he's like, do you want power? And he's like, yeah, or like, and then it like talks about like how, uh, like what's expected of him. And he's actually able to like see, oh hey, that's like underlined, that's like clickable. So he like goes into it and reads the entire thing and that ends up uh That gives yeah, him his first title. It, uh, yeah, it does. And uh that's another thing that I love about this world that Dakota Crow created is that the title system and the powers uh it, it really makes it unique. And, uh, I mean, yeah, just the ways that you can progress, like, a character, like, through their power uh, by just getting more and more titles and combining them, meshing them. I, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here. but uh, Well, that's that's the whole yeah, point. I just we're, find going it really, through, really we're going through the system and everything, that's what makes 
lit RPGs are more than just the story. They are the props. They are the mechanics that the world revolves around. So this title mechanic is amazing. And anytime I play like an MMO or even in Destiny, I grind for titles because I think they just add more to a character because they're like, I've completed this challenge. I'm going to show it off. I love it. It's so cool. And the terms and conditions title he gets, each title he has plays into effect with what happens throughout the story. And that is freaking awesome. How is, I want to know how more people haven't done that because that is probably one of the coolest mechanics. Like it says, it shows off with your buffs. It can show your curses and what you have baldness, you know, all that stuff. And if I ever get the chance to do something like this, that Joe's done play one of these games, I'm going to make sure I have a title like that. I'm going to make sure that my titles show the challenges and struggles I've been through for the game because the grind is real. Yeah. Um, it uh, kind of reminds me like D and D. There's a like uh, backstory you can choose, sort of, and that kind of like adds into. Uh, oh hey, I was uh, had a rough start. I, I think it's a feat system, right? I uh, I think so. D the beat system yeah it kind of reminds me of that except titles like things you've done and uh yeah uh so instead of like oh hey i had a rough background like that's my backstory and that gives me like bonuses to like defense or something it's like oh hey i killed a giant scorpion and uh now I can uh, add poison to my attacks. Like, what? Yeah, I mean. Uh, so we'll 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 break away from the uh, the title system because I mean we're gonna be bringing it up a little bit more. Um. So we get into the game world. Joe gets the offer to be Tatum's chosen. No one knows who Tatum is. Tatum's a pretty much a hidden deity. And he gets the class of ritualist. Ritualist is. I didn't know how I was going to feel about the class when you were when you were describing this book to me. I didn't know how I was going to feel about the class. And it quickly became something I want to like want to be like if they make a game where I can have a ritualist type class or anything remotely similar, I'm going to choose it. And the fact that he's able to choose different classes, like he can pretty much multi-class, because doesn't he choose Cleric to start out with so he can get partied up with people? Yeah, so because Ritualist is a hidden class, he is able to hide the Ritualist class with the fact that uh, Tatum is... uh, his deity, so he shows up as a cleric instead of a ritualist. And, uh, yeah, so he basically has to hide the ritualist class. Uh, it's powerful. Yeah. The ritualist yeah, class is, is uh, super powerful. A lot of bonuses. It really does. So he's got his class. He gets he starts teaming up with people so he can go out and, you know, kill monsters, level up, because this is his life. This is his new world in reality. He has to become as powerful as quickly as possible, because at this point, when he joins the game, the game has been out for about two weeks to a month, somewhere somewhere in that time frame. People have a head start. But he's going into this world. He's like, okay, now I got to figure out how I'm going to do this, etc. Um, anytime he dies, he gets sent to a respawn room. 
and I thought the respawn room is pretty cool because he can still have some sort of connection to the real world. He has his he has like internet access. He can, um, you know, call his mom, all that fun stuff. Also, Dakota just said ritualists were hunted to extinction. That's why he must hide it. Thank you, Dakota. It's so good to have you in here because I know if we mess up, you're going to correct us. <laughs> and... A lot of pressure on us now, Joel. A lot of pressure. <laughs> so um, let's go back to him teaming up with people. We meet the the player killers, the PvP group. The not-so-nice people. You would say his first enemy, pretty much. Essentially, yeah. His first, I wouldn't say his first nemesis. But his... I mean, I would say it's his first nemesis because the guy's kind of a douche, if you ask me. And his whole group is. And anytime they get their stuff handed to him, I love it. It's amazing. Um... So I don't want to go too much into spoilers, like with everything that happens. We're just kind of hitting the cliff notes roughly about what's going on in the series, because I do want to convince people to read this series. The series is great. And if you're a winner, <laughs> if you're new to the lit RPG world or you like want to introduce, you know, people to it, um, kids, teenagers, whatever, I would say this is in my eyes about 13 plus. It's very I would say it's kid friendly. Like it has its dark moments. Like the very beginning is pretty dark and depressing, but after he gets into the world, it's pretty mellow. Like stuff happens, but it's nothing too extreme. And that's what I love about the series because a lot of the wood RPGs you and I've read get really dark really quickly. Yeah. I think, uh, towards the very beginning, uh, I forget what Joe says, but he says like uh, a filter word for like a curse word or something. And he's like, yeah, that's the closest I'd, I'd let myself get to uh, cursing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay. I can, I can do this. This is I, a good book. I, I love a good filter. Um, like I, I have a very, very, very heavy profanity mouth and I try to keep it a little more professional when I'm doing this. If I had a filter like that, I would use it a lot. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do, uh, we'll go back to the main story. He's out killing. We've met the player killers group. And now everyone has to be back in within the city walls at night. Why is that? Why Why can't we be outside of the walls at night, Joel? What, what's, the, what's the deal there? Um, well, it turns out that the... Uh, hordes and hordes of uh, bunnies that the uh, adventurers kill every day end up turning into uh, zombies at night. And it's not very safe. That on top of the fact that most people don't have night vision. So uh, uh, really uh Something that makes his uh, class shine, because he has the what ritual is it? Is it? It's the it's a camp essentially, but it's also yeah. like a it's a defense ward that kind of like keeps enemies away. Yeah, it's uh, enemies up to a certain level. Uh, Five, I think it's it's a it's a low level. Out. It's something from the caster's blood. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And then anyone over that is like attracted. It's a territory. Uh, like you're claiming that territory pretty much. Right. Predator's territory. That's yeah. what it's called. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. So um, they they're able to serve like he gets locked out and he survives his first night with his with his group. OK, he gets it. A title from it. Not just a title. There's a world announcement, Joel. There's a world announcement. <laughs> World's first. Joe and his crew have survived their first night outside. Congratulations, Joe. It's awesome. That's another system that is just freaking fantastic. The world announcement system, Joel. 
so people can know how like they just start asking how does joe keep doing it how does joe keep surviving and doing all of this stuff i mean he gets a legendary title before anyone what the crap so (laughs) i'm just cracking myself up right now i don't know why so we're gonna fast forward a little bit like i said we don't we're just gonna touch the basics of the story we've talked about the beginning we're gonna jump forward a little bit no pun intended ha 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 he gets his legendary title jump lomancer jump lomancer jump lomancer i can't remember the exact jump lomancer yeah so he gets thrown off a cliff and he casts his healing and his healing water is hitting him as he's falling splat well shit somehow the healing saved him was it his robes that saved him because he had a robe that like negated stops him from dying well for that second because then the goblins riding the winged beasts show up and murk him (laughs) but it gives him a title because he jumped and survived a fall that's ridiculous amount of I'm told to intend my puns now (laughs) so um, puns are a huge part of this this series (laughs) and the world of Dakota Crow puns are always intended. <laughs> Which we'll, we'll we're gonna get more into that because just the bearable puns are the best. Um, so we're gonna he's got his he he's the first person to set foot in a newer territory as well. He dies instantly because like you know it's higher level, but and he gets sent to respawn. Is that his first time going getting sent to respawn? Was after he jumped off the or got thrown off the cliff? I think so. It was his first or his second. I can't remember properly, but if you want to find out, read the books. <laughs> um, so he gets his title, all that stuff, and then he's he kind of just wants to be a loner. He doesn't really want to be a part of a group or anything, but he does get recruited into his guild. And actually becomes an officer, like, right off the bat, right? Yeah. Or does he have to um, work a little bit to get to, the like, the high... He's, like, second in command or third in command. Well, he gets special privileges because of his relationship with the uh, city guard. Right, because he did... Uh, he heal- He ended up healing some of the guards, and that boosted his reputation with the city itself. Which, Joe, Which was apparently a super hard thing to do, but he just didn't even like no, realize he, what he was doing. Yeah, he saw people Which, hurt, and he's like, "Well, I got." I think this. is why he got away with it, like getting that reputation boost, because the guards were like, "Oh, hey, he's uh, not doing this for some uh, uh, like quest or anything. He's legitimately just concerned yeah, about the guards." Like, and that that comes back into play later in the series too and that's one thing i love that a lot everything that happens something always comes back up whether it's his relationship with the captain of the guards or him healing um the prince was it the prince yeah i think it was the prince like he he does a lot of stuff and no matter what he does it just comes back um so with him having a magical ability and stuff like that he has to be registered at the mages college joel does he automatically go to the mages college to register um that's a good question no no he doesn't he gets hunted by the mages the mages hunt him down and they force him to sign the accords or the yeah, contract. he ends up uh, kidnapping someone, one of the majors, like oh, that part was great. the The whole kidnapping scene was absolutely perfect. There, there's okay. There's not a dull moment in this series, and that's what makes it so good. Like something is always happening. I think that scene really showed us like Joe's like don't care personality. He's just like, uh, I'm going to focus on what's important to me and everyone else can just screw right off. 
you're you're not wrong and that's like that is his kind of his motto through the entire series that's a very joe it's it's uh, a very joe joe cool kind of thing get it because he's so cool but um (laughs) and that's another thing like i want to talk about his name really quickly because in the in the game he just goes by joe that's it his friend goes by t snake because of the nickname trouser snake so he goes by he goes by t snake in the world and he's like oh you just went by joe why didn't you uh, uh never mind we're, we're <laughs> you pick joe that's cool right so now that we've covered that he's kidnapped the one of the uh students of the mages college and the whole time the guy's freaking out and he's like oh my god this guy's gonna kill me this guy's gonna kill me and joe's just like nah i'm just gonna kind of practice rituals and you're you're gonna watch plus i need your blood for a little bit (laughs) what (laughs) blood rituals no thank you i'm good well the mages ended up hunting him he gets sent to the mages college and this is where his other title comes into play which oh we need to talk about a certain title really quickly the warlock title joe or Joel, Joe. Hey, Joel's just Joe with an L. I mean, I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> so Joel, um, the Warlock title, what does that do? What, is, uh, what causes the Warlock, the Warlock title? The title is, is a punishment that they, uh, for anyone who goes against the law, they are given a Warlock title, which is... Uh, basically does nothing and sits in one of your limited title slots and uh yeah basically just declares you as an outlaw and it's pretty hard to remove it really is so keep keep talking about the um um the mages college really quickly for me okay uh so uh joe who uh kidnaps uh core what what's he called cell that's what he calls him uh because he's a a battery for his rituals um he ends up getting uh, tracked down by a stronger mage. He's got the fire. Yeah, the fire mage. Yeah, and I think he he ends up going with them that time, I believe. Well, he he does have to fight him, and he ends up yeah he does he, fight he him. ends up killing him, and he's like. You killed my uh, trainee or something. And he's like, no, no, he's still alive. Uh, But uh, he ends up going to the Mages College and they have him sign what is called the uh, Accords, Mages Accords, Mm -hmm. which basically takes away everyone's rights uh, just because you're a mage to limit their power. And Joe, who wants absolutely no part of that, he just wants to be like, all right, I declare that I'm mage. I have magical power. I'm good to go, right? And they're like, no, no, you got to take these classes. You got to declare yourself as a mage. You got to sign these accords and so he uh he goes to uh first he takes the classes um which gives him the uh concentration or uh mana channeling Mm -hmm. something like that 
and uh, he, that's supposed to uh, make mages able to control their magic better, I guess. But it ends up like weakening them for a time. Uh, but basically, Joe's just seeing all these like forced regulations as them trying to make him weaker so that uh, he can stay under thumb. And when he goes to actually sign the accords, because he's being forced to sign it. Doesn't he like reach like a certain power and has to sign it or something? Uh, well, he, he has to go through the steady or the punishment where he has to like give so much mana to the, um, the accords to keep it from going. And then yeah. he's like, nah, I'm not really going to do that. A lot of stuff goes down. We won't get into too much details, but that is the first time he uses his title terms and conditions because you know the um it's leader of one the, time use I think. yeah that's the only time he uses it i was looking for a certain thing and i could not i can't find the the page that has the prompt which i'll come which back to that. his curse oh yeah <laughs> i was gonna read the prompt because the prompt is fantastic and then i was gonna go to bibliomancer because you know how they correspond. Um, so when he uses the terms and conditions prompt, it vetoes pretty much the. It, it allows him to change a document and back out of a contract, right? Yeah. Which he ends yeah, up. I think it allows him to change a, a document or something. He he uses it and ends up destroying the. He uses it to like destroy the accords, yeah. Which is like, yeah, it's a it's a big moment, but there's so much more that happens that I feel like we can talk about that or and say about it. So we've touched, we've kind of like given the general idea of the completionist chronicles, and that's one thing I just I really wanted to touch on was just what the main vibe is that we get from this series. So. We've gotten his original party, which uh, Taka, Kirby, Big Mo, Hannah, and Robert, right? Yeah. Which Kirby was probably my favorite of his original group. He's yeah. the one. He's the one that wanted oh, to be the yeah. evil overlord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the guy who fails at uh, being an overlord. Yep. Just make people laugh. <laughs> It's it's great. It, he was the comedic relief until we met my favorite. <laughs> until we met my favorite. So we're not going to touch. We're, so I don't want to go too much into like talking about the other books because or in that series, because I do want people to read this. I want people to dive in. Um, if you do listen we, on Audible, the Cass Adams does the first two books in the uh, Completionist Chronicles. But Luke Daniels takes over at Rexus and then is now the main narrator for the series does a fantastic job. I love it. A lot of people were, uh, when I was reading this last year, they were like, Oh yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. Um, like it took me a minute to get used to it, but, um, honestly it didn't take me as long as I was, or I thought it would. Cause I did get so used to listening uh, to Vikas, that switching to Luke was different. I got used to the voices, but it didn't phase me as much as I thought it would. And this was my introduction into Luke Daniels, and I love Luke Daniels now. Like you were always yeah. telling me, "Hey, Luke Daniels is great. Luke Daniels is great." Narrator, and uh, there was definitely some pros and cons to the change, but I think overall it was positive. It's it's definitely a positive, um, especially just the way. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, personally, one thing that I really really liked that uh, Luke Daniels does is uh, I know what you're gonna say. The voice for our favorite character, uh, Jackson. God, I love Jackson um, so much. 
Yeah, so I don't know. I guess like when Vikas Adams was narrating, they didn't, uh, I couldn't really get a good idea of uh, our boy Jackson. And uh, whenever Luke Daniels did his voice, he gave him a uh, a certain uh, borderlands it's, it's hammerlock. It's it's hammerlock. It's it, I can um, I, I hear hammerlock, and that's how I see Jackson, except with the the cover of Rexus. I just see Jackson yeah. with, with a hat and a monocle. <laughs> a really but, a really young looking guy who's got like a hammerlock like old british voice to him who like doesn't know social cues very well that's i i think that's the jackson in a nutshell and uh yeah luke daniels just does a fantastic job portraying him it's not that he mentally doesn't know it it's that his stats prevent him from knowing because his charisma is so low that can we thinks, go over that go ahead and talk about before we dive into that um night's cool wind asked if we were talking about dakota stuff and then said luke daniels does a wonderful job within the latest cc book completionist chronicles which is in flame and in flame he does such a good job it was fantastic i think i finished it came out on the 30th i had finished up beastborn we dived right into in flame you finished it before me because i kept getting stopped at work but i think i finished it within about two days give or take yeah something and then it was pretty close and then when i got my uh, like that night well i didn't listen to it the first day uh but i started work and listened to it all night at work and couldn't put the book down i uh had to finish it like that day it was just fantastic and this, a lot happens was this yeah this is the first time dakota's done a simultaneous release with the audiobook and the um yeah regular copy of the book which i do yeah. and even even with us buying the audio or audible versions i do end up buying the um the kindle version and my parents have asked me, they're like, hey, what do you want for your birthday? And I'm now like, um, signed copies of Dakota Grout's books, please. <laughs> Just the Completionist <laughs> Chronicles signed. I'll send you the link. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about Jackson really quickly because I think Jackson is probably, even though he hasn't been around a lot in the and he wasn't in this most recent book a lot. Like we did see him in passing. Let's talk about Jackson, Joel, because Jackson is an absolute delight, even though like he's supposed to seem very friendly and everything, but everyone hates him within the world, except for Joe and, you know, the crew, but they all do get annoyed. Dakota, I will. But, um, Let's talk about adjustments really quickly, Joel, because his class is a monk. Uh, yeah. And so it's he so starts good. out. He starts out as a monk, but his profession in ah. his prior life was a, uh, was a chiropractor. And chiropractor. correct me if I'm wrong, Joe or uh, Jackson started playing the game because he's actually in his upper 70s he's he's 70 plus right like he he's old okay well maybe not like super old but like i thought i thought he was like within his 70s probably or 60s plus i i can't remember the they oh my gosh um so 60s plus um we'll just we'll say that um so that shows like why his one his mind frame is the way it is because he he has a much older and mature mind and he thinks he's doing good but his charisma is so low that he's 90 okay so i was right i thought i thought he was in his like i thought he was like 80s or 90s but i was like 70s plus let's just be safe um so he's he's old he's really old and this game was a new life for him and with everything that ends up happening on earth which comes into place and raise i think 
where people that are in the game are now in the game. And then people like just start flooding the game because yeah. kaiju monsters. Wasn't expecting that, but and that <laughs> threw me off. I was like, what the hell is going on? And now we get this. Are we book? What is it? Raise? Raise it. Yeah, because Regicide oh, is okay we need to go back to regicide after this after we talk about jackson because i want to talk about my favorite pun i want to talk about my favorite pun in the quest giving system because we we do need to touch on based on that and then we can hop into talking about divine dungeon arctorian archives and the bibliomancer <laughs> so first off um the charisma score it's if it's 10 plus, I think like you get the modifier, right? And like that would be normal charisma or is it five? Uh, at 10 of any stat, you are a normal. Uh, it's the basic normal stat, human stats. I think. Yeah. And lower than that, you have a, uh, a debuff, I'll call it. But it, it's something that makes his books like unique um it so like say you have a a charisma below 10 then you don't hear what people are actually saying like it uh, messes with uh what you hear and then it also will like mess with what you're saying and it just gets i'm having it just makes uh, yeah okay so um, there it, are just moments in the book where there's adjustments for jackson there there are adjustments for jackson so jackson people are like no get away from me like we don't like you and jackson hears oh you are the greatest person ever we love you jackson <laughs> And it's so good because he's like, oh, you need adjustments. And it ends up giving people buffs too when he when he gives them set adjustments. But some people it actually ends up hurting. Especially after he gets dinosaur hands, which gets the ability name Rexus. And it's Huh? Is that your pun you're talking about? No, no. no. Joel, I've given hints at what my favorite pun is. It's very bearable. Oh, right. We're going to because that's going to go into the quest giving system and everything. So now that we have, we talked about, you know, Jackson, which is the greatest character ever. And if I just got a whole series about Jackson, I would love it. Dude, I will tell you what I want a series of. I want the adventures of elon musk the president essentially can we get like, we get, like uh adventures I, I, of elon musk i have a like, theory and dakota don't tell me if i'm wrong or not just let me let me be let me have this i have a theory that he becomes an admin i don't i don't think it goes that far so because i mean he's the one that brings a bunch of people to cow archives mm-hmm you'll get a lot better understanding about what is going on behind the scenes of a uh, completionist. Okay. That then and, I will, uh, I will save my theory, Joel. Why'd you have to deny me? I said, okay. don't deny me. Um, that, that would be a good uh, series though. I, I would, I would kill for a book. Like, I just want to see Musk and um, Artorian interact. I would love that. I think that would be, that worked out. like, that'd be really cool there. too. So um, we'll go back to the quest giving system really quickly. So quest giving, because I we we don't have a lot of time left, so I want to touch base on a few things before I let you talk about Artorian, and then I'm going to talk about uh, Bibliomancer. Actually, no, I'm going to talk about another series that I just absolutely love um, of Dakotas. Don't worry, Bibliomancer is up there though. So the quest giving <laughs> system. The first time we see the negative repercussions of the quest giving system is when they go to the village with the guild. The Wanderers Guild gets the village or gets to the village and the the village isn't really nice to them. Like they think they're being cute and funny and giving them quests that are like impossible to beat. 
right? And like giving the rewards, saying the rewards aren't are are going to be super great, and then they can't actually produce the rewards for the quest. Yikes! What happens to Lord Barrington's village, Joel? Oh boy! So the village it's been separated from the kingdom for a time. They've kind of have to survive on their own. So whenever the kingdom sends these adventurers to come help uh, basically take over their village, uh, make a guild house in it, uh, they're like, nah, go, uh, well, they can't make it impossible for them, but they uh, basically have to get everyone to say, okay, yeah, you can make a village here. So each person gives them like, uh, yeah, sure. If you complete this for me, then I will, uh, I'll say, yeah, you're a pretty decent people. So one of the people give the adventurers group a incredibly hard to beat task. And, uh, was that the mines? Surprise, yeah. 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 The mines. And, uh, one of the rewards is is gold, which the village doesn't really have. But because it's such an incredible task, he doesn't think that uh, they can do it. And uh, so when they end up uh, pulling it off, the uh, they're unable to give the reward that's promised. And so that leads to... Uh, I don't know, calamity. The village no. becomes an instant dungeon. It's a punishment, yeah. and the only way to restore it a is punishment. to. This is where my favorite pun comes into play because Lord Barrington <laughs> gets turned into a bear, <laughs> and I love it. I love it so much. Like it, it's not even like the best pun, but it's definitely my favorite. <laughs> Because each title ends up becoming a pun for the like the end of the book. The ruthless one is my is it's up there because yeah. we're ruthless. You're what? It's it's good. So we've talked about that. Now I want to move into the next segment because I don't want to you know spoil a lot. We've talked almost for an hour about just ritualist alone. We could go on. We we could we go could. on if if I if we had the time, and I know I, I'll just I'll have to make it a priority one night where there's not going to be anything else going on. This is gonna be it, this could turn into like a four hour podcast of us just talking about the world of Dakota Kraut. We could go on and on for hours He's because so many books and series and they tie into each other, but they also have their unique systems. They do. And like, and the thing is like, we could go on and on for hours about just Dakota Kraut, not all lit RPGs, just Dakota Kraut in his universe yeah. in the universe of Mountaindale. And see, I, you, you told me about the completionist, and I started reading it, and then you told me, hey, by the way, Divine Dungeon is connected. And I was like, is it a lit RPG? And you're like, no, it's a cultivation book. And I was like, what the heck is a cultivation book? And then I learned that about cultivation. Um, and it's it's still like a video game type aspect, but it's people becoming more powerful through a magic system. And it's not even really about the... It's from two different perspectives. It's from the perspective of Cal, a dungeon core. And Dale. We won't talk about Dale. Dale's not that important. I'm kidding. Dale's amazing. <laughs> and then we get our <laughs> bard characters. Oh, I love the bard. <laughs> um, <laughs> or he's not a... He's um, not a bard. He's he becomes the god of the bards, though, the deity for the bards, and every oh, that that was the worst punishment that Dakota could give him, <laughs> and it's perfect. Oh he's like, hmm, yes. what can I make him the d? Oh, bard. He's he's the bard's deity. So um, so well, I don't want to go too much into depth of 
like how Divine Dungeon is connected to the world of Ritualist because I do want people to read these books. I feel like these books could be an escape for someone that just wants a new fantasy type book that they're not getting. And if you're looking for a lit RPG book, I think The Completionist Chronicles is the perfect start. You and I were talking about this when I was driving home from work earlier. I I was I said that The Completionist Chronicles is the perfect start for a lit RPG person or a person who wanting it to get into the lit RPG genre because usually if I'm recommending something, I either recommend the land because that's what you started me on. Or yeah. I would recommend Completionist Chronicles. And it's a great... To be fair. Go ahead. It, it's kind of like having your first alcohol be a really, really expensive uh, wine, imported wine. But it's totally worth it. You should uh, definitely check it out. 100% for sure and we will give suggestions for other like our suggestions for the month like of course the topics we talk about are going to be up there in our suggestions but we're also going to give others so like in case the ritualist isn't like someone's cup of tea there's some there's another series on backup like we have because I'll agree that this isn't probably for everyone but it's definitely it's top tier for me it's in my top five for sure I haven't put too much into my thought of ranking, but I know for sure it is in my top five. So we've touched base a little bit on Divine Dungeon. We're not going to go too far into details. Joel, I'll let you go ahead and don't give a lot of spoilers, but go ahead and talk about Ar the Artorian Archives. So Artorian's Archives. Artorian is a character that we get to know in the Divine Dungeon series, the uh, prequel to... Uh, uh, the Completionist uh, Chronicles. And it basically goes from before Dungeonborn to uh, the time in between uh, Dungeonborn and the Completionist Chronicles. Uh, releasing here in 10 days? Nine days now. Book seven. Is, uh, the latest book, uh, Our Rhythm, uh, for the uh, Artorian's Archives. I am super duper duper hyped about that, and uh, I think we're going to have to get somebody on for this uh, release. <laughs> we're, um, we'll make it happen. <laughs> Dakota, you're always welcome on this podcast. It's got to happen. We'll make it happen. Um, anyway... Artorian is a also older character who is just full of life experiences and love and losing love and gaining love and finding it in all these sort of places. He is just an amazing, amazing character. And a lot of what goes on in his series leads into the what is going on in between uh, Dungeonborn and the completionist chronicles so much good stuff uh i'm not sure if anyone uh caught the uh the boot uh grand grandma's shoe incident if, if in, you wouldn't no. have told me about that i wouldn't have caught it because like you and i we, we share our theories and everything and if like i don't get something you do explain it to me where I've done that for other series for you. You are definitely more of an expert on the Mountain Dale universe than I am. That's uh, that's plain just, and simple. Just read our Dorian archives. I told good. you I have I have all the books downloaded. <laughs> I have finished book one. I'm gonna be diving into book two, and I'm just gonna power through them. Like I I I don't know. Like it didn't. Artorian's archives didn't grasp me the first time I listened to it. And that's fine. Like, that's like, I was busy. I was going through a lot of stuff. I did go back and listen to it and I loved it. Like after I finished Ruthless or not Ruthless in flame, which is book six and completionist. I did. I was like, all right, I do. I do miss the character of Artorian. So I did go back and I read, I reread book two or book one and I loved it. And now I'm hooked. Did we mention the naming scheme? 
for the book series? For Ritualist? Yeah. Yeah, I, I talked about, like, I, I, did, I briefly touched on it. I, If you caught it, you caught it. If you didn't, you didn't. That's fine. Um, so we've talked about Artorian's archives. Bibliomancer does take place within the same game as The Completionist, which is... Yeah, it is by James A. Hunter and, and Dakota Crow. It's a collab and... Narrated it by takes the amazing place Nick Podell. A completionist uh, series. It takes place before. It, like, it's like a week well, or two before. Yeah, before, but the same world, same time frame, yeah. honest. Um. It is really, really good series. It is a different character, and he has his own uh, adventures. Well, adventures. it is a character he, that was blessed with glorious hair, and that hair was blessed upon him. And someday, I might just curse someone with baldness. AKA <laughs> your nemesis. Don't worry about this notification. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about this notification as it does not pertain to you other than your hair is beautiful. I, I love the way the prompts work and the sarcastic system. I love it. So we talked about that and I want to talk about the, the first book and I'm waiting for the second one and I can't wait because I'm so excited. We're going to talk a little bit about something. Dot, 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 full murder hobo. That is the title. Something, dot, 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 for full murder hobo. Another book oh that takes gosh. place in that universe, and it is perfect. I didn't think it was going to be connected until um, our murder hobo talked about how it's his family's crest, that it is the symbol of Mountaindale. And that's when it clicked. I was like, oh, neat. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the <laughs> a loss the loss of cookie we all cried joel don't tell me you didn't get emotional i laughed my ass off i was crying i, I cried no i cried i was like sad i was like this is depressing also bad i hate goats <laughs> bum rush all right that's all i'm gonna say on that because i don't want to give that away if you do want another series to listen to uh or check out definitely check out something full murder hobo because it's it's great and i can't wait for the next book in that series joel yeah. so sorry not connected oh just an easter egg oh so it's not connected okay i was wrong it's an easter egg joel what? we were wrong okay that's fine i'll have to message him later see no, what's up <laughs> It's just an Easter egg. That's that's fine with me. Okay. But still, it's it's okay. by Dakota, so I, in a way, <laughs> um, but Murder Hobo was, I think, of his other series. That one's probably definitely my favorite. That's not the Completionist because Completionist is number one for me in his series. But Murder Hobo is right there. It's so good. It's so good, Joel. So <laughs> we've talked about that. We've talked about his other series. So. We're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up the show because we've we've yep. rambled quite a bit and I've had a good time and I hope everyone who's tuned in has had a good time. So, Joel, what are you plugging today? I am plugging my Twitch. You can find me uh, twitch.tv backslash Sir Valor Hunter. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at the same name. Uh, what are you gonna be yeah, streaming? How's uh, what am I streaming? Yeah, what are you gonna be streaming on your Twitch? Uh, I stream games. I also will be streaming uh, Blender, which is a game developing software. I do 3D design. I and book talks, obviously. Yeah, uh, come check me out. Uh, I will totally get down with any. Lit RPG topics you would like to talk about. Now, hold on before Rich. I ask you your recommendations because we do need to go into that. Dakota says, you guys are so amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. It means a lot. Dakota, no, thank you for making such an amazing universe. And the next yeah, book release, the next book release you have, that. we're going to try to schedule so we can get you on and talk with you because we would love 
to just hear your insight. We want to hear your inspiration. We want to hear everything. <laughs> Give us the world of Dakota Kraut. Now, back to Joel really quickly. Hey, what's another series you would recommend if uh, you would say people aren't really... What would be another series for your recommendation? Um, well, what I'm currently listening to is uh, Underworld. Uh, it's a lit RPG series. Uh, main character gets to the underworld by a succubus. And, uh, yeah, has to level up or is uh, going to be dead. Yeah. Uh, first book's called Level Up or Die. And it's a very good series. I'm on book five. And uh, I think that's the last book. There's a new book coming out soon. Uh so yeah, if you want another lit RPG, go ahead and check that one out. Uh, that's my recommendation. Rich, you got one? You got a uh, recommendation for me? Yes. Uh, so it's a series you and I both uh, have already looked into. And if you're looking for a series with a strong female protagonist, I would say check out the amazing series by Carrie Summers, The Stonehaven League. It's got seven books in its series so far. Um, and the production is actually done by Sound Booth Audio, which is a personal favorite of mine, and has an all it has a multi narrator cast, and that's something I absolutely adore. But if you're if you are looking for something uh, that has a strong female protagonist and takes place within a game world where these people are actually paid to play this game, they're pretty much beta testers, and a lot of stuff just goes south really quickly. Definitely check it out. Also, you can find me here at the Penultimate Conquest channel. I have, will be doing a Invincible review next month for the series finale, or season finale, and I can't wait to do that. Uh, you can also find me at twitch.tv slash richdolphus. Same for Twitter. If you want some really good takes or some not-so-good uh, takes, feel free to stop by, give me a follow, give me a sub. Um, on stream right now, I've been playing a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn, and I've just been enjoying that. Uh, Joel and I do occasionally uh, do a co-stream for Valheim or Dark Souls, depending on what we're in the mood for. But I want to thank everyone for tuning in today. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, whatever platform you're listening to us on. Be sure to give us a like and subscribe. Hope you all have a wonderful night. And thank you for tuning in to Stats on Stats.